CWR Talk Network is not just another talk radio network. We are the champion for important causes and issues like financial literacy. That is why so many people listen to the Lionel Shipman Shape Your Finances show. Lionel is a seasoned veteran in the finance industry, but more importantly, Lionel cares about people. He shares his vast knowledge of the finance world in a personal way that goes beyond dollars and cents with advice that makes sense. So let Lionel help you get your finances in order or avoid costly errors in judgment that may be devastating to you and your family. Listen to the Lionel Shipman Check Your Finances show every Tuesday exclusively on the CWR Talk Network at 8.30 p.m. Eastern, 7.30 p.m. Central. And hello and welcome to the Lionel Shipman Shape Your Finances show on the CWR Talk Network. And I am your host, Lionel Shipman. Thank you so much for joining in tonight. Uh, I want to give a huge thanks to all of my regular listeners. Thank you so much for tuning in tonight, as well as all the other nights uh, for these past months and these past years. I want to give a big shout out and big thank you to all my new listeners. Thank you so much for tuning in tonight, and hopefully you will be a regular listeners uh, going forward. And I want to give a huge thank you to God for another day to make a positive difference in the lives of other people. Now, we have a fantastic show uh, tonight. Uh, just to let you know, it's a, this is actually going to be part one of this, uh, I call it a quick series called Relationships and Money. Uh, we're going to have a show tonight, and we're going to have a show next Tuesday night. Uh, so please stay tuned. Please make sure that you uh, look for uh, the, the, the link for next week's show as well. So we got a treat for you. It's a topic that I love to talk about, um, and I have one of the best uh, on the show to help me ha- uh, carry that discussion. So please stay tuned uh, for that segment coming up real, real shortly. The, tonight, the call-in number is 917-889-8078. You can call in with your questions and or your comments. Again, the number is 917-889-8078. And if you don't know, you can listen to all the replays of this live show. Uh, You can listen to uh, all the past episodes as well. Uh, You can catch us on Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, iTunes, uh, Spreaker, and Spotify, and iHeartRadio. I'm so thankful to be on all those platforms. So uh, so you can always listen in, uh, listen to all the past shows. And I would encourage you to do so. We had a great series uh, that we just completed last month, the Women and Finances series. Had some fantastic guests on that, uh, on all those shows. So I would encourage you to take part and listen, to, and listen in to all those shows. You can also visit my website at shipmanconsulting.com. That's www.shipmanconsulting.com. I've actually created a gallery of all of my past guests uh, that have been here on the show. So you can go to the website and you can see the gallery, but you can also listen to all the past shows uh, on my website as well. I want to let all of you know that I'm offering 
financial coaching sessions for students. It's something that as I've been doing all along, but I put it more in a in a in a more a better format now, where I'm offering one on one sessions with students addressing a number of financial topics such as budgeting, understanding debt, especially credit cards, uh, the importance of credit, managing your checking account, and just being money conscious. So send me a an email, uh, go to my website, you can click on the contact us page. And you can leave me a message, and uh, we can follow back up with you with the details, or so we can schedule a session for you and your students or your children. Now, hold on to your to your wigs and hold on to your seats. We have a great, great topic tonight as well as for next week. So here we go. It is painful to be in a relationship and still feel alone. Relationship stress can make it hard to sleep, focus at work, and relax at home. Are you feeling stressed out because of all the roles you juggle and all the people who are depending upon you? Have you lost your passion and focus? Natasha Oaks will help you learn ways to work through your relationship issues and life stressors. Natasha is living proof that you can work to establish a healthy relationship despite of generations of dysfunction within family ties. She also understands the challenges with balancing roles as a wife, parent, and a businesswoman. She connected her passion for healthy relationships and work-life balance with education by getting a master's degree in mental health counseling. She's She's licensed as a professional counselor. She has worked with couples and professionals in private practice, EAP, and conferences. She supports families locally in Uptown Charlotte, North Carolina, and virtually online at the UP Up Company. Natasha's purpose of ending unhealthy family legacy is a reflection of what she continues to do in her own marriage. She's happily married to a husband of 10 years, and they are proud parents. Let's welcome to the show, Miss Natasha Oates. Hello, Natasha. How are you tonight? Hello, hello. I'm so excited to join you. How are you? I am doing fantastic. I've been waiting for this show uh, since we talked about it. <laughs> yes, me too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we have we have a lot we have a lot of ground to cover here uh, tonight and next week. So, uh, uh, are you ready? Yes, I'm so ready. I'm so ready. And I have to do a little correction. Um, we just celebrated our 12-year anniversary. So uh, please blame my head, not my heart. <laughs> As they say. Yeah, correction made then. Correction made. 12 years of happily marriage. Okay, fantastic. Congratulations, yes. by the way. Go, go. Thank good. you. All right, well, let's get started. Uh, I have a number of questions. Like I said, this is a topic that uh, uh, I know very well, and I love being able to talk about this, especially from a professional standpoint. And so I'm just going to go right into it. So as I often ask a lot of my guests that be here on the show or that have been here on the show, uh, will you please share your money story growing up? Yes. Wow. You know, I have a lot of memories of 
conversations with my mother. And really it was her preaching to me just okay. about the importance of saving, how saving is so important and also not falling into the trap of credit cards. And I have to be honest, um, I don't think I really heeded to that until after high school, further into college and going out on my own because I was not a saver at all, those first few jobs. But um, I, I really, really appreciate what she shared because it really laid a foundation to do what um, myself and my husband have been able to do since then. Okay. All right. Now, now you shared a little bit about uh, what that consists of. Tell us about how you and your husband, how you guys became a debt-free family. Now, that's going to resonate yes. with a whole lot of people. Okay. Absolutely. Absolutely. So when we were um, first married, just the first few years being married, um, like many families, you know, we had bought a home and um, bought things on credit like furniture for the home and our rings and, you know, had our, our first job out of college. And so, you know, we weren't rich. <laughs> um, <laughs> we were like many folks. Um, kind of check to check, but not underwater, not in a bad situation, but just, okay, honey, you know, the, the check is going to uh, deposit on Friday. Let's kind of hold off on purchases. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> um, but um, my my husband has a, um, a kind of a banking background and he has some finance books from college and he stumbled upon this book talking about um, how you can pay off debt through the debt snowball. Um, and some of, some of your audience may have heard of um, Dave Ramsey and Money Makeover, that book, but that really mm-hmm. inspired us to see what we could do with money. And he said, no, I don't believe we could do that. The, the, the things that they're saying about this um, debt snowball stuff, it doesn't seem real. How can people pay off their homes in just a few years? Like, 30-year mortgages in just a few years, and um, he got a um, what some financial geeks or people in that industry may have heard of an amortization schedule where you punch in numbers to see if I put extra, X amount of extra every month, um, how many years will it take to pay off that balance, and we saw, wow, this, this can really happen for us, so that's what really inspired us to come together in a different way, in a more strategic and intentional way to create some goals that we never thought were possible. Now, what was, was it a big, uh, was it, was it easy? Let me ask that question. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't, would not say it was easy. It took, it took a lot of coming together and facing facing our own internal challenges, I have to speak for myself. I wasn't comfortable looking at all the numbers. I wanted to spend what I wanted to spend, how I wanted to spend it. <laughs> uh, understand. <laughs> so it was, it was, <laughs> I think some folks can relate to that. I mean, I, yeah. I definitely wasn't a, a frivolous spender, just, um, you know, selling the farm, so to speak. But um, just to have that layer of accountability doesn't always feel good, 
But what really felt good was knowing that we were working as a team and we had common goals. And what I really appreciate about him and especially his leadership as a husband, he was, we were good at compromising. So the, the goals we had in different categories, like fast food, that was out of control, <laughs> clothes, <laughs> these different categories. Uh, you, you, if you have not tracked how much you spend in these different categories of, of expenses, you will shock. You will be shocked at how much you're spending on McDonald's. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> I've been there, done the there. store. <laughs> yep. Yep. Hey, uh, even how much you're spending to watch TV. <laughs> exactly. Natasha, I have to give you a quick story. Uh, oh, it's been Please. probably about 10, yeah, about 10 or 15 years ago now. Uh, my wife and I, you know, we have a what we call shipment, shipment enterprises. That's the way we operate our finances by our, our internal company name. So, you know, okay. I'm, I'm the president. Yeah, I'm the president. My wife is the CEO. Uh, I'm the chairman and she's like the CFO. So we okay. both have, yeah, we both have responsibilities here in the house. So it was a, I forget what Christmas, maybe around 94, 95. You know, we had some friends that were going to be moving away, you know, to another state. So it was holiday season and we were spending going out to eat and no mm-hmm. buying gifts and we had a budget. It's just that I wasn't really focused really on it a whole lot around the Christmas, that particular Christmas uh, back then. Lo and behold, mm-hmm. at the end of the month, when I was going through our cash flow and we have what we call a powwow session, we come together to talk about our finances. I was sitting at the dining room table and all of a sudden I jumped up and I said, I said, Sheila, come to the table. I said, I said baby, we have spent too much money, you know. She was like, will you calm down? I said, no, you need to see what, you know, what we've done. We had overspent in those categories of eating out. It was mm-hmm. ridiculous. We spent, yeah. which everybody don't freak out because, yes, I, told, I, I always be per, I'm always personal on, on, on my show. We spent about five to $600 in going out in one month. Yes, yes, yes. People don't realize how easy it is to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can you can really go overboard. So so you're right. Mm-hmm. If you just and target that and see just how much you're spending, you might be surprised. So I I can relate to that. Oh yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh yes. Oh yes. So, so yeah, on, on that. So, go ahead. I I think I think that. That's probably the biggest key um, is actually sitting down and knowing what you're spending. Um, how many households are really tracking to know how much on a consistent basis they're spending um, with going out with friends, with, um, you know, clothes, your clothes budget? Um, you might figure that, you know what, I should have spent that on a vacation instead of foolishness like McDonald's and Bojangles. (laughs) (laughs) You're right, absolutely. (laughs) Or or 
considering having a thought of, I don't know how we're going to save for college, but then if you look and, and you look at where the money is going, you can see, wow, you know, if we pull back on some of these non-essential um, spending habits, we can we can do the things that we know we need to put in place. Yeah, so, absolutely. Um, yeah, I think for for my husband and I, it really was eye opening um, of what we could do because at that time we were still in our twenties. You know, we were just a few years out of college, so our combined income was less than a hundred thousand mm-hmm. um, dollars. We had a thirty year mortgage, but in a span of five years, we were able to pay off our credit cards, our car note, and the thirty year mortgage. So it, it is just, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, it just gives a different view of what money, the vehicle of money can do, especially when you have a, a well-oiled machine as far as a team. Yeah. Now, that leads me to a, to a question then. Mm-hmm. Why, why, is it, why is it such a challenge for couples um, to get on the same page financially, I said, just say based upon your practice and working with couples, why is it such a challenge for couples? Yeah, I think I think things are often assumed. We we come in a marriage with a vision of how it should be, and we don't necessarily communicate that 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 those are the expectations. Um, oftentimes, we're not intentional around creating goals for our marriage, let alone goals financially together. So if you already don't have goals, financial goals together that you're both working towards, then you may have one person with this goal in mind and and the other person's not even, that's not even on the radar. (laughs) Um, So that's one layer of it. And then the other layer is we, just as we have different personality types, as humans, we also have different spending types and different spending habits. So that can really clash if you have, um, you know, a couple where one is more of a spender and the other is more of a saver. Very good points. Very good points. I'm actually, I always make notes as we're talking. So, so you, yeah. you, hit, on something, you hit on something when you said that. Um, I put a piece in my book that talked about uh, understanding each other's uh, background or each other's history with uh, money mm-hmm. management. So, so in just in your own words, h- how important is that? How, how, how important is it that each person, each couple, you know, their understanding and their management of money, how, how important is that, that they both know each other's mindset or each other's past history? with money. Oh, it's it's very important to know all of who your partner is, including, you know, how they spend money. Um, if you don't know that, you don't know how to support them. You don't know the areas that they need to be held accountable for. You don't know the areas where you can cheer them on for their progress. Um, you don't want to be in the dark about how much debt your partner has because even though that's not relative to infidelity, it can feel like broken trust, and it can be just as damaging as your partner cheating on you. 
Um, oh. You don't want to come home to a foreclosure note. You want to know Amen. what's going on. <laughs> 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 it happens. We're giggling now, but yeah. it happens. Yeah. Now, I've I faced some couples. Uh, I've done some uh, counseling uh, over the years. And you're right. It's amazing how uh, some couples that have been married, you know, say for about five or more years, and they've really, really never sit down and talked about their views or their their past history of money or their understanding. Because you may have someone who's well diverse with financial management, and you may have somebody who mm-hmm. doesn't have a clue, you know, and you may have some people that are in between. But I think the key is it's important that both come to the come to the table and talk about their strengths, their weaknesses, their understanding, their you know their past history. It's important, very important. Absolutely, and and you know, in a lot of the cultures of our family, talking about deep issues, um, even talking about financial challenges is really taboo, and it, it just carries a lot of shame for folks. So it can. I think an, another part of it is knowing if your partner struggles with being candid um, about that, because it might be a place of vulnerability for them that we don't recognize. So we want to be patient, but also um, pull that out of our partner. And maybe we're the one that has a hard time talking about finances. Um, do do things that control your stress, that lower your stress, and then continue to just be open and start talking about what's really going on um, and what you need help with. Because oftentimes we marry our opposite a little bit. (laughs) Yes. So you might have a partner who is more, you know, better with being organized and setting goals. And um, they may just be the person that can be helpful if you're willing to bear that part of yourself because that's what we're supposed to be able to do in a relationship is to have that level of trust um, that even when we're not at our best, we can still show up as who we are and we'll be supported. Absolutely. I agree. Now we're going to hold on to that thought right there, Natasha. We're going to take a quick break and we're going to continue our discussion here. Like I said, we have a A lot of grounds to cover, and we're going to try to cover as much as we can on this topic of relationships and money. So, everyone, uh, please stay tuned. Uh, We're going to go to a quick break, and we'll be right back. Listening to the Lionel Shipman Shape Your Finances Show with host Lionel Shipman on the CWR Talk Network. Hey, listen, I'm Steve Harvey. As we approach the anniversary of 9-11, I hope you'll join me and millions of others around the world who will be paying tribute this 9-11 by dedicating time to performing good deeds that help others in need. 9-11. I'll be supporting my charity, the Stephen Marjorie Harvey Foundation, and its continuing work to help foster excellence in urban and ethnically diverse communities. What will you do for 9-11 this year? Visit 911day.org today. 
Welcome back to the Lionel Shipman Shape Your Finances show with your host, Lionel Shipman, on the CWR Talk Network. Well, we're going to continue our discussion tonight. Uh, We have Miss Natasha Oates here in the house, and we're talking about relationships and money. I'm going to switch gears a little bit, Natasha, and... uh, Throw you out a question now. Now, this question may rattle some people. Uh, I know personally some uh, couples that this question uh, is probably, if they are hearing this uh, show, and I'm quite sure they are, uh, this may rattle uh, some people. But I'm going to ask it because it's worthy of asking. What are your thoughts around couples operating separately in their marriage with their finances? Oh, that's a great question. And I'm going to give a disclaimer that I am not a financial professional. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But you know what? It really depends as far as how it impacts the relationship. It really depends on what your mindset is around it. Um, what we need to do is check our motivations of why we do what we do. Um, some of us have grown in families where we're told, well, you need to keep a secret account in case the marriage collapse, collapses, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> you need to have some insurance. So are you, are you really going into a marriage already with a toe out? <laughs> Just yes. by some of kind of the teachings. Um, so, so we need to be aware of why are we doing what we're doing. Um, I think it's, it's important to have still those mutual goals, but you got to be honest with yourself. Are there some things going on internally that gives you an easy out? Because if I have another account over here, um, if I'm not relying on my spouse at all, why do I need you when the times get hard? <laughs> We might have a little door A little escape (laughs) door We're opening unintentionally So always check your motives on that Yes And I I, I often tell people that Uh, I've posed a question uh, A couple of times on social media uh, Around that that Subject matter And you know I've had some uh, People to respond back And and I always say you're right If it works it works uh, I would just caution people uh, with keeping mm-hmm. uh, separate, especially separate secret accounts. Uh, yes. And I wouldn't encourage that. Uh, I believe that uh, everything should be open because it, you, you bring in two lives together as one, and that includes your finances as well. That's my belief. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have lived it. Uh, it works. It takes some time, but it's a marriage. It's a relationship, and I want every part of the relationship to work, uh, and that includes finances. And so, you, 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 I love what you said early on about having the, having the, the correct mindset around it, and don't focus on some of the things that we've heard from people years ago. Girl, you better keep your side account. 
know, you know, every girl gets, keeps money on the side or, or guys, man, you better keep your little, you know, some money in your little shoe box or something. Well, I, I don't believe in that uh, because you're right. It kind of, it, it can open up the door to mistrust. And that's, that's something that would definitely marriage. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And hopefully we've used great judgment on who we've deemed as our partner. Um, someone worthy of our trust. Yes. I have to say that out loud because, you know, some some partners can take advantage. Um, so so hopefully we've done our due diligence <laughs> in yes. choosing, choosing someone worthy of that, that intimacy in every way, including finances. Absolutely. Uh, I look at you know, we, we just celebrated, my wife and I, we just celebrated 20 years of marriage uh, last month. And um, I'm good. You know, thank you. I look back at when we were going through premarital counseling. You know, we went through about five to six weeks of premarital counseling. Uh, we mm-hmm. laid everything out on the table. And, you know, with me being in finance, I laid everything out and she laid everything out. There was no hidden accounts uh, because when we came together as one, her debts became my debts. My debts became her debts. Her income is, mm-hmm. and my income became our income. And and then we began to set some roles and responsibilities, you know, around our uh, financial household. You know, certain things that mm-hmm. I do, certain things that she does. But then we come together to make sure that we stay on the same page. And I think that's sometimes what people are lacking, especially in this day and time. Uh, it takes commitment. It takes trust. Uh, and it takes accountability. Yeah. It takes responsibility to make it all work. But you've got to be willing. You've got to be willing. Absolutely. You, you're going to have me add an additional part to my premarital counseling services. Okay, let's pull this credit report and just, you know, bear your soul to one another. Hey, <laughs> I'm a believer. I'm a believer. Yes. Yes, yes ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Yes. Yeah. 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 We, we, hey, you know, some people don't even know what's on their own credit report. <laughs> Sheila and I, we did that. We got both of our credit reports. She yeah. looked at mine. I looked at and because uh, there's nothing to hide. Good, bad, or indifferent. If if you have if yeah. you have bad if you have bad credit, you can clean the credit up. You know, as a team. Wow. So, uh, right. I think we people. got a few eye rolls. Oh, what? You go, hey, I'm going to probably get some bad email. <laughs> yeah, I think we got a few eye rolls from some of the audience members, but it's okay. Um, I, I don't think people really recognize that that's what marriage is. It's, it's, it's coming out from hiding. You know, we tend to have to put on a face just to live in society, but in marriage, it is very revealing down to the heart and the soul, including the finances. So that is not exempt. Absolutely not. And it is so beautiful to be fully accepted and to be fully loved and embraced and to be a full team with all of who you really are, including your strengths and your weaknesses with finances. Yeah, absolutely. Now, I'll ask you another question. Uh, just mm-hmm. based upon your experience with with couples, what are some common, uh, I guess, some common mistakes 
that couples make regarding communication and money? What are some common mistakes couples make? Yeah, you know, I think the discussions around money often are only happening during crises. You know, when when you've had enough, more than enough, you're done, um, when you're upset, and, and that turns into blow-ups. So financial discussions really need to happen regularly, you know, where you're, on, you're getting on the same page, you're, you're reminding each other of your goals, you know, you're cheering each other on, okay, you see that we went a little far with these expenses, you're, you know, pulling it back in, you know, you're working together versus, you know, how we do with, with petty arguments, with other things that's not financially based, you know, storing it all up until it just comes out in an explosive argument. So I think that's a really, really big common mistake with couples. Okay. Yeah, I, I can I can attest to that. Uh, out of 20 years of marriage and, you know, even being in finance, uh, I've learned mm-hmm. so much from my wife. Uh, uh, and but we've learned to, we've overcome a whole lot of you know mistakes uh, along the way. I know, you know, from the standpoint of me being in finance, uh, there were mm-hmm. times when I would stress my quote unquote expertise or my profession mm-hmm. with trying to make mm-hmm. a decision uh, outside of my wife, and that doesn't work. <laughs> Uh, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's important to come together uh, regularly uh, to do that. I think I mentioned to you before that we have what we call powwow uh, sessions, and we try to do this once mm-hmm. or twice a, a month where we talk about what we spent, what's going on right mm-hmm. now, what's going to take place mm-hmm. in the future. And, you know, we, we do that on a constant basis to keep each other, you know, abreast of what's going on. Uh, in all areas of our financial well-being, so 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 a key thing yeah. here, making sure that we talk regularly and mm-hmm. be open during these times as well, and don't wait don't wait to a, a massive event to happen. You know, it 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 that only adds more stress. I can right. agree to that. Right, and you know, just just in thinking about some of the common problems with couples beyond just finances creating time for each other just to have regular conversations, just to have date night, that is an issue for many folks who are married. So let alone adding the layer of we also need to come together and be on the same page financially. So just really creating, continue to create that space even as you get busy, still making your time together um, with intimacy and with finance as a priority. That's really important. Yes, I agree. Totally. Totally. Well, my goodness, we, we this time is flying by. Um, we have a few more minutes here. I want to try to get in maybe one more question uh, before we close out uh, tonight's show. Uh, let's see. I got a number of them written down here. Uh, another tough question for you. Okay. You ready, Natasha? I think so. All right. (laughs) What are some remedies uh, that you can suggest 
to help settle financial fights and disagreements? What are some remedies oh, that you can suggest? Yeah, what are some remedies that you can suggest to us tonight? Yeah, it's it's really important to never have a conversation about finances or anything else of importance when you are upset or angry. That is not the time. So um, what tends to happen is when we're upset, when we're angry biologically, there's stuff going on in the brain that prevents us from really working things through well. So we'll, we'll start complaining and venting at our partner. But what we need to do instead is, you know, maybe take a walk, maybe listen to some music, whatever it takes for us to come to a calmer state and just share what we specifically want from our partner instead. Do we want our partner to um, agree to an amount that we'll save every month? Do we want, you know, what is it that specific thing that you want instead of your partner feeling like they are getting vented, lectured, that kind of thing too? Hmm. So, 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 as a man, I I can't just put my foot down. <laughs> oh, you can, <laughs> and you can be, you can, and you can be right, and you can be lonely all at the same time. <laughs> I just, I was just making that. I'm just throwing that out there for all of you people out there. I, I, was, I, I was kidding with that. And so I told my wife, yeah, was, we, yeah, my wife goes, like, what? Why in the world would you say that here? <laughs> Oh yeah, we we get stuck. Couples get stuck about being right. When that, yeah. it should not be the focus of being right. The focus should be okay. Even if we see it differently, where are we going to come in the middle? That's where that energy needs to be funneled to. It needs to be funneled to moving forward and working together on something we can agree to. So looking for those compromises is really really important, and we have to get out of our ego and eat some humble pie. To make marriage work, <laughs> I, I don't like humble pie. I like this. I'm always right. <laughs> when I say, I mean, I'm quite sure you face that with couples coming in uh, from time to time. That that mindset of sure. mental. Wow. <laughs> sure, but you know what? That makes me wonder too. When you start hearing that kind of thing, what I say goes, you know, I'm right. I'm, I'm wondering if, if that partner really doesn't feel the level of respect that they mm. need to have in the relationship. We have to understand, you know, what ways can we make our partners feel appreciated, their efforts seen, and for them to feel respect without um, – getting into this right fighting. So it's our responsibility to share with our partner what what they can do for us to feel that. Um, what they do with that is them, but it is always our responsibility to communicate that in a clear and specific way. I, I, I couldn't agree more. <laughs> I couldn't agree more. Mm-hmm. Matt. Mm-hmm. We have to close down tonight, Natasha. I really appreciate you for uh, this conversation. I mean, of course, we have lots more to talk about uh, on next week's show. But uh, in the meantime, will you please share for those that uh, may want to contact you or reach out to you, if you can share your contact information, website, 
uh, and all that information. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Please follow me online at Natasha Inspires, and it's under my name, Natasha Oates. You can also, if you're interested in me having uh, being a keynote or coming for couples counseling, you can visit my website, www.uptowncharlottecounseling.com. Okay, perfect, perfect. Okay. Well, uh, Natasha, thank you so much for this part one of our segment called Relationships and Money. Uh, We've covered a lot of ground tonight. Of course, we have a lot more uh, in store on next Tuesday night, same time. Uh, So thank you so much for being here. Yes, I really enjoyed it. Thank you for having me. I can't wait for next Tuesday. Fantastic. Good, good. Well, everybody, that's a wrap. Uh, Thank you so much for tuning into the Lionel Shipman Shape Your Finances show. You can catch my show every Tuesday night at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And if you've missed any of the past episodes of the show, you can visit my website at www.shipmanconsulting.com. Click on the uh, uh, Shape Your Finances banner. It will take you straight to the web to the uh, page that I've dedicated strictly for the show. But you can also listen to the show on other platforms, uh, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, uh, and on iHeartRadio. So uh, if you haven't connected with me, I would encourage you to do so through social media. You can catch me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, as well as LinkedIn. And uh, I think that covers that. Oh, I also have a YouTube channel. So, uh, I post a lot of different videos, learning videos, and some videos uh, of some past speaking events. So I want everyone to make sure that you uh, follow back up with us on next Tuesday at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time as we go into part two of our relationships and money uh, with uh, therapist, counselor, Natasha Oates. Uh, thank you again, Natasha, for being here on the show. Yes, thank you for having me. Okay. Well, everybody, I want you to please remember these words regarding your money and your life. Give cheerfully, spend carefully, and invest wisely. Now, before we go out, you know I always have to play some smooth jazz music. Check out this tune by Mr. Boney James. Take care, everyone. Take care, everyone.